Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Veteran Growth Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. I just want to give you a second to shout out my friend Jordan Ogren, Backpack Boy Media. For the music you hear in the show, he's doing some wonderful things and I, I can't thank him enough for the incredible things he's doing for us with the show, the introduction, the outros. A big shout out to Backpack Boy Beats and Backpack Boy Media. Moving on from that, we're going to get to episode nine in just a second. I wanted to give it a quick announcement. So I have prepared a sponsorship packet for the show. I've had some people already asking me what my plans are for ad space and things like that. So there is something in place for ad space on the show. If you're interested in that, get a hold of me. You can message me on Instagram. You can email us, go to the website, do whatever you want to do to get a hold of me. Comment on a video, anything, and we will get that to you to check out so you can let us know what you think. If you don't know who's getting ready to come up on episode nine, you need to check this guy out. I'm bringing on former Army officer, Ranger, badass, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey is on a mission of serving others. We had a very good conversation about the effects, the fulfillment the happiness that you get from helping others genuinely not looking for any sort of return. He also is a podcast host. So it's really interesting to talk to him about that. He has a podcast called the pursuit of service that you can find on all major platforms. Uh, we get to talk about his experience this year at the military influencer conference. And the reason I keep bringing that up on my show is it's, it's something that I'm a firm believer in. I think we need to see more of these things within the community. I think that they're doing great things over there at Nick. I'm going to be going to Nick DC this year or next year. We get to talk to Jeff about his experience at Nick Orlando this past year. You should come along. These things are awesome. I, I can't wait to get my face out there, get to network with everybody that I've talked to on the show, things like that. So yeah, and you get you guys should all definitely participate. Find out what that is, when it is make it happen. Jeff is not only a podcast host, he is helping a lot of people manage their money, their wealth, their finances. Financial literacy is something that I want to push on this show a lot. I want to help people learn how to get better with money, how to manage their money, how to become more successful. Why? Because I want you guys to be able to do what the fuck you want to do in life. I want you to be able to just enjoy your life so if I find somebody that knows what they're talking about when it comes to money, best believe we're going to talk about it. So a lot of the second half of the show, you get to talk, you know, you get to hear him talk about what we can do to diversify our portfolios, things of that nature. He represents Nova Point Capital, which is veteran owned, and they're doing some awesome things for veterans and other people as well. So stick around. Thank you so much for tuning into the Veteran Growth Podcast. I can't wait to keep bringing you guys the heat, the energy, the fire. I, I, whenever you listen to this episode, I hope it gets your day started right or at least gets you thinking right. Let us know what you think. Comment wherever you listen to the show as well. That would help me to know where I should be focusing more of my energy with the show. So without further ado, enjoy Jeffrey and my conversation and we'll see you on the other side. Hard work, work, 
This is the Veteran Growth Podcast, an audio experience designed to help you create a sustainable, wealthy, and healthy lifestyle after the military. For Army veteran and host Kyle Hartman, the goal is simple, never stop learning or growing. Whether you are recovering, transitioning, starting a business, or just want to grow mentally and spiritually, we have you covered. Together, this community can accomplish anything. We've already proven it. You can find more at www.veterangrowthpodcast.com. Please enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode nine of the Veteran Growth Podcast. I'm very excited to bring you today's guest. I know I already gave you an introduction. I'm bringing on former officer, Army officer, sorry, Jeffrey Wright. Jeff, thanks for coming on my show. Thanks for taking time out of your afternoon to come talk to us on the Veteran Growth Podcast. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. So we're going to get to talk about a couple of things. I want to take a second, Jeff, though, to run it back to how long you've been out of the military, because I kind of like to get an idea of your transition process to get to what you're doing now today. So how long have you been out of the Army? Yeah, sure. So I'll get back up further than that and, and tell you a little bit about my active experience. Let's do that. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so I come from a, a line of, of Army officers. So I come from a military family. My grandfather was 20-year lieutenant colonel retired. Um, my dad went to West Point, 20-year lieutenant colonel retired. Um, I went to the University of Texas at Austin, was an ROTC, and I served four years active, two years National Guard. When I was active, I was in 82nd Airborne Division and 1st Ranger Battalion, so I took a couple trips. My whole thing in the Army was I wanted to be a Ranger, so I was fortunate and blessed with kind of the opportunity to do that. So when I left active duty, I knew I wanted to pursue a path in business. always been interested in investing, so I went to business school, got an MBA in finance, um, and have been in wealth management ever since then. And did you get that degree while you were in the military? No, so well, you did that as you were in ROTC? Like I said, when I was in ROTC. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then I got my master's degree in business after I left active duty. I was going to say, if you got that master's degree while, while you were an active duty Ranger Army officer, that would be, I would want to know how that was accomplished. Wow. Either way, though, that's that's very, you have a very good track record of, of just progression and just learning. And, uh, you know, obviously becoming an Army Ranger is no easy task. One of my close friends from back in the day went to ranger school and had a heat stroke within like the second week. He went back, he went right back as soon as he recovered and he passed, he made it, he was fine, but it's just still one of the most tough individuals I've ever known goes and gets heat stroke real quick. And I was like, wow, you know, kind of opens your eyes. too, because like all things in life, half the battle is just not quitting in ranger school because the, the conditions can just get so Raw. discouraging or, or so tough that, you know, physical injuries, things of that nature, you know, and, and so just taking it out and toughing through it is you know, a large part of the battle, kind of like anything else in life, business or whatever. Right. Well, and that's a lot of the passion that I have for this show, too, is to kind of get people to remember some of the things they've experienced within their military careers and just saying, hey, you know, this civilian life has its ups and downs. But the things you've experienced and endured before should have proven to you, look, you can do this too. You can do anything. 
basically, like you said, it's all mind over matter. And I think you are doing a little bit of what I'm trying to do within the community, too. I know you, you work with Nova Point Capital. It's a veteran-owned company. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But I want to get into more of where we're at now. With So you took your military career, your background. When you joined the military, did you have plans to do it forever? I mean, did you know you were using it to basically just get that experience in life? Or how did that all unfold? I mean, did you have a plan to sort of do the things you're doing now? Or, you know, what like what yeah. what made you get out of the military and, and why? And then what were your plans coming out of there? That's a good question. So actually, when I when I entered ROTC as a freshman in college, I was kind of in it for the scholarship to, to kind of help with school. And I knew that I would do my active duty time, but I didn't really have any huge ambitions. And then during my freshman year, my first semester of school in ROTC is when 9-11 happened. So that kind of changed my perspective a little bit. Obviously, you get kind of that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that anger because it's personal with an attack like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started kind of investing more of myself into ROTC and in the military professional development that's provided there and really became laser focused on serving in the Ranger Regiment. And I became sort of, you know, that hardcore ROTC guy, Army officer. If you had known me when I was a lieutenant, you probably would have thought that I would have stayed in for, you know, 20, 30 years and, and climbed the officer ranks and all those sort of things. But like I said, I was laser focused on serving my country and doing it to the best of my ability in an elite unit like yeah. the Ranger Regiment. So when I served there, I kind of accomplished that. And then I, I broadened my mind into what else I wanted to pursue. And it was really to kind of go into business. I had an entrepreneurial drive in me in terms of being creative to serve folks, to get into business and and, and really kind of create in terms of service offerings or products or, or ways that I can help people. So I think that's what kind of led me to think, okay, I've done what I wanted to do in terms of serving with the best unit you know, that I wanted to. And now what's the next step in terms of going into the business world? So that was kind of my my journey and my, my path along the way. And that's exciting to hear too, because two things out of that, most of the people I've talked to up to this point on the show who brought up 9-11 were usually young when it happened. Sort of like myself, I was only in fourth grade when it happened. And so most of the experiences with that they had the same fire that they kind of got lit up under their ass and, and made them want to do something to contribute. But then it was like they went and joined. You had already been sort of involved with Uncle Sam when it happened. And so it's cool to know that even even though you'd already decided to sign up, it still did something for you while you were in and pushed you sort of to this next level that, you know, who knows, maybe you would have never done those things or gotten to deploy with the team and things like that. So really neat how that unfolded and then the also the other thing i was going to point out too was the fact that a lot of people i feel like forget who they were who they are still when they when they get out of the military they conform back into this you know this individual that doesn't seem to have a lot of purpose a lot of drive just a lot of passion for anything they just seem to be stuck in these military days and of course i know it's hard i miss the military almost (laughs) every day but you kind of knew that there was more to giving back and to helping others and you decided to do it through business and things like that. So what could you suggest to some people? Cause I see a so much potential as a veteran to continue helping and supporting and to, and yeah, we might not be running around kicking people's doors down, 
but we're still, I feel like we still have just as great of a purpose here as a veteran, if not more sometimes, to, you know, just make sure everybody stays on their feet. I mean, what would you suggest for some people that are getting out to like, how can they start to get their purpose back if they don't have a plan, if they don't know what they're going to be doing when they get out? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And I'll speak a little bit to my transition out of the military and kind of the challenges that I dealt with. I mean, I jumped right into business school and hard charging into a, kind of a corporate business career. So I, I sort of had that purpose the whole time. The one thing that I really struggled with was, was the transition from being in, in the military active duty. I was a ranger, so I had that bravado, um, you know, kind of that, that attitude of, you know, I'm a ranger, I have the brave, that sort of thing. So all of a sudden, I just felt like I didn't belong anymore. Right. And I really kind of struggled with that because I lost a huge part of my identity. But what I've learned along the way is that the community still exists and that is still a part of my identity, even though I felt like for a time I kind of had, had abandoned my brothers by leaving active duty. Now, just because that was the path that was best for me doesn't take away the service that I gave and, and the brothers that I served with and my involvement in the community. So I've learned along the way that you can still keep that camaraderie. Mm -hmm. You can still keep that brotherhood. You just have to make the effort to stay involved in the community, like what you're doing in this podcast and what I've tried to do in different avenues kind of more recently yep. is we're all still in this together. The power of the community is tremendous mm -hmm. and we should stick together. I think the veteran community has done a, kind of a poor job of sticking together after the military, though it's starting to, to come along and I'm seeing improvements there. But that was a big part of my, my transition is for a while I was floundering in my identity as to kind of what I was or used to be. And, and that's still a part of me. Um, we can just continue to do it together if we seek the community. Well, I even had a lot of trouble. I'm glad that we brought this up, too, because it's tying in perfectly to the things you just said you're, you're recently working on. But I just I, one of my struggles was the fact that, like, OK, I never got to deploy in my time, and when I started coming out to podcasts, my original podcast had nothing to do with the veteran community because my fear was like, you know, I'm going to claim all these things as a veteran. I'm going to be doing all these things for the veteran community, but it's like, who am I? I've never even deployed. I, don't, I haven't experienced some of the things these guys have experienced, whatever. And I had a lot of doubts. And then thank the Lord that I just kept pursuing what I was passionate about. And then I had some sort of life experiences that happened over that first year of my show and then it hit me i was like no you know i'm i need to do this like the veteran community needs more things like this and so that's why i was glad that you started talking about serving others because i want to get into not only do i want to talk to you about the make orlando conference i know you were there i'm looking forward to going to the next one but you said like our, our veteran community needs to be doing more or you know it has been slacking i sort of noticed that too so I want to talk about the Mick Orlando conference, what you think we should be doing to continue stuff like that. And then I also want to get into the Pursuit of Service podcast, which I think once you and I talk more about your show, we'll find out that we have a lot of very similar <laughs> ideas because I'm looking at your website now and it's just what you and I have going on. I think we, we have a lot of the same goals for this community. So run us back to let's, Let's get to the Pursuit of Service podcast after we talk about uh, the military conferences. Let's. How was your experience at Mick Orlando? 
it was fantastic. I, I learned a lot. The speakers were great and, and all that. But, you know, the best part was just connecting with connecting with other veterans from all walks, too. So I'm a former Army officer, and I made great connections with several military spouses who were doing, you know, entrepreneurial things. I ran into a buddy of mine from the 82nd Airborne Division that I had seen since I served there over 10 years ago. You know, all branches, all kind of walks of life. And, you know, to your point earlier, um, and to my point, too, is that when, when it tends to be that when veterans leave, they lose that piece of identity and there's something that holds them back mm-hmm. in, in terms of their self-esteem there. Like you said, you didn't employ, and I have, you know, things like that too, but that common thread of experience mm-hmm. is still there from that. All of us had to overcome the challenges of, you know, be it basic training or, you know, whatever. Yeah. All of us were ingrained with those basic leadership principles that are really kind of rooted in task condition standards, right? Yeah. And all of us, had to overcome the suck to accomplish something. All of us had to put a mission above our own personal safety and comfort. And and so those things are there with, with everybody. Everybody, so I think. That, that commonality at a conference like that where you're like-minded, you know, you have that, that, that bond, it's automatically there, and you can just really connect and talk with folks, you know, really easily. So the connections that are made are kind of the best part of something like that. That's good. I'm I'm really hoping to see more things like this pop up. I have seen a couple things that are in the works that are starting out these, you know, just things I've randomly seen just through this podcast experience. The more that I'm diving into the community, there's more and more things that I'm finding that are popping up. I just like to get everyone's take on it. I love talking about these conferences because I think one of the biggest issues we have is just people not knowing what's going on. And, but like you said, it, it's really good to have that camaraderie with veterans still when we get out. And that's one of the most common complaints I hear is, you know, nobody around where I live, there's no veterans around me. You know, people don't understand me when they go to hang out with me, this and that. And basically like, it's just nice to know that there's things going on year round or year in year out that are keeping this community sort of in that net together when they when they get out so i'm glad that you enjoyed it i'm definitely going to be going to the one uh, in 2019 in dc i believe and i'll see you there will you okay good i i can't wait i'm looking forward to it i'm going to talk about probably the if anybody doesn't know it's the military influencer conference that we're referring to and i'm going to be talking about it as much as i can just to promote it and to get more people involved who might want to go. So let's talk about, let's get into the Pursuit of Service podcast. I'm excited to have a fellow podcaster on the show. It's nice to know that there's other people out there who see the value in a podcast. Yours is, is, is kind of fascinating. So why don't you run me through the Pursuit of Service podcast? Sure. Yeah. So one thing that I've come to develop a true passion for is really serving other people. You know, because of the military, um, I'm very involved in my local church and other nonprofit organizations, for instance, in the special needs community as well. And so I have this passion for really helping and serving other people. And that applies to my business too. We'll talk about that in a second, yeah. entrepreneurship, because I think that's an underlying concept in any entrepreneur. But what I want to do in the podcast is really really kind of provide some leadership perspective with the twist or through the lens 
of serving other people first or kind of just servant leadership or a servanthood. And I don't consider myself any some kind of guru or expert or anything like that, but I have unique experiences and kind of a wide variety of experiences from military to entrepreneurship that I think that there's knowledge and, and bits and pieces there that can, can really help other people. And so that's what I'm doing is kind of telling my story, having guests tell their stories and just coming at different angles of why serving other people as a primary purpose will kind of lead to success. So what I say is serve other people is not as a task, but as a purpose because that will lead to success. Yes. I love that too. And I love the concept of your show. One of the things that was beat into my head constantly by choice, I, uh, I follow a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk. He's a lot of the inspiration that got me moving when I was transitioning. And one of the biggest things that it started out with him. And then the more I read books and the more people do, you know, I would listen to their interviews or just watch a video on YouTube, this or that. The one common denominator sort of seemed to be helping others. It was always about giving back to others and serving others for years and years and years before you can ever get to certain levels of success. And when it comes down to it in the, in the grand scheme of things, Every human, whether they believe it or not, is essentially their own brand. They're their own business. And if people are looking for success, yes, like it can take a long time. If you're just constantly giving to others, you'll have to grow and learn how to evolve into that successful person. But overall, the more people you're genuinely helping within their life, that's that's value that you're providing them. It's leverage that you're basically giving yourself so then the next time you have something that you want to sell or you do have a business that needs support you've helped all these people for years and years and years you know so it's kind of like a, a really simple concept but it seems to be like something that a lot of people don't grasp because they want the instant gratification of success whereas it really takes you know 10 20 30 years of serving others to the core like genuinely <laughs> and so how do you recommend we get on that path? I mean, besides listening to the Pursuit of Service podcast, what are some steps that you would give people on just trying to help others to, to, to get to where they need to be in life? I mean, if they're not fulfilled, how, how do we prove to them that helping others will give them fulfillment? That's a great question. And you said it very well. And, and so there's this underlying theme of serving others and kind of giving will lead to success. But you really have to do it out of, out of the, the purpose of wanting to help other people. So the first thing I would say is, you know, kind of help people wherever you can. I mean, if you think of any successful business, as much as people like to say they're self-made and all that kind of stuff, yeah. any successful business is fostered by a lot of help. A lot of advice by a lot of you know helping out the big breaks are things like favors and you know referrals and networks and things like that so as you're networking with other people if a group of people come together with their hands out saying what can I get here then no one's gonna get anything but if a group of people come together thinking how can I help each person in this group then value is just going to be traded around all over the place and there's also the the inherent value of if I'm trying to help somebody that, that grounds me um, in perspective on what someone else needs, not just what I need. Mm -hmm. um, and the human soul is really, really gratified and fulfilled by 
true selfless giving. I just think that people have a hard time grasping that uh, because we kind of have this first inherent selfishness. Well, and we also have the tendency too of like not being very faithful in something that isn't physically in front of us. And so you have to have sort of this belief that it's going to pay off, that you are going to feel that, that sense of pure fulfillment. One thing I've noticed is I've experienced that fulfillment. When it, whenever I've had somebody, actually just yesterday, I had somebody who messaged me and just said, wow, like that last episode, or he shared an episode and that said, you know, that episode was amazing. It was one with Scott Taylor where we, we went into some of the things you can do with the GI Bill. And, you know, he was just like, man, like, I'm getting ready to get out. I have my GI Bill. And I was literally just sitting there thinking, like, what am I going to do with all this money? And then I listened to your episode and it just gave me, like, all these good ideas on how to go apply it and, and to do things that I've never thought I could do. And, man, I can't express the true satisfaction that came from that versus most of the other things that have happened in my life this last year. It's it's just incredible. So I'm glad that you're on a mission like I am. I'm, I'm really, like, really glad to see your show. It uh, looks good. Um, I, I just think that you need to continue doing the things that you're doing, especially with this show. Even though it's a young show, don't ever make it stop. <laughs> Keep it going. And I appreciate it. I hope that one day you and I can maybe sit down and have like a uh, – Maybe like a roundtable talk or something at, at one of the at one of the military influencer conferences someday, and and just maybe talk about the effects of podcasting or you know just the, the topics of growth and, and development and serving others. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah, let's do it. Persistence is key. So, and we have plenty of years to make it happen. So, I honestly, I'm confident that we can do something like that. So. Let's get into Nova Point Capital. I know that I have some questions for you on that because this is a veteran-owned company. So my first question with that is, are you guys confined to only helping veteran veterans or veteran businesses or it's just veteran-owned and you guys support everybody? No, we're definitely not confined to veteran-owned okay. veteran businesses, but we certainly... Um, kind of use that as a focus of ours. Um, and as a little bit of background, um, I worked for several years at a large brokerage firm um, on a very prominent team, kind of a number two guy, but at the end of the day, I wasn't I wasn't a partner or owner in, in the business or the clients. And so I, I had this entrepreneurial drive that led me to want to kind of serve anybody, right? So back yeah. to that, ser that service mindset, as an entrepreneur, there tends to be the, the common drive of, of the purpose to being an entrepreneur is not simply money. It's a, a value proposition or something that's missing or a need that, that should be fulfilled that, other, that usually kind of pushes and drives an entrepreneur. And I had that too, wanted to bring kind of a very high-end, sophisticated investment and financial planning experience sort of to the masses. So I linked up with my partners who had started our firm three years ago, and so I linked up with them. I'd kind of known them for a time, and, and so the fit was very was very natural. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my partners is a veteran. The other's son served actually in the Ranger Regiment as well, so we had that commonality. And so what we do is provide investment management services and financial planning and wealth managing services to individuals 
and businesses. I think what sets us apart is that we all have very analytical backgrounds, not sales-oriented backgrounds, and we provide fee-only services. We okay. don't sell products. And this goes back to that servanthood is I want to help whoever I can, however I can. So we'll manage large investment portfolios for businesses or individuals. And I also have a planning service that's not based on how much money you have, but kind of a flat annual fee where I can provide through technology a comprehensive wealth planning service. And we do serve veterans and, and veteran businesses. I have active duty and, you know, former service members as clients now. I mean, we're active kind of in that community also. Okay, so run me through this really fast. So say I have a veteran-owned startup and I want to see what you guys can do as far as what services you provide for that situation. But you can basically either take that startup and say, okay, do you want to just set up a financial plan for growing this business or does that business have to be in the market to invest in other things for you guys to sort of, I mean, how, how far can your services expand just down to like the, the basic, like startup environment? Yeah. Good question. So let's talk through. So we're kind of on the personal planning and personal investing side, but that applies to businesses and I'll, I'll tell you how, and let's, so let's go through an example. That's kind of, birth to maturity. So um, you may be looking to start a business and you get your business up and running. You may need personal planning on the side because you're obviously investing a lot into your business. So you Mm -hmm. may need someone to help you personally plan in terms of making sure that you're investing for your own retirement in the long term. But the other thing that you'll need with your business is to set up a 401k plan for your employees once you have that. Right. And so what that does for your business is it increases the business value by saving on taxes Mm -hmm. and it also provides uh, that incentive and that benefit to your employees which increases productivity and incentivizes loyalty and things like that so your business is improved by setting up a corporate 401k plan for them which is something that we do now meanwhile you as the business owner are going to accumulate wealth and income and that starts to give you the position to invest some of that income and those assets for your own personal financial right. future. And so that's where we start thinking about things like investment portfolios, stocks, bonds, tax efficiency. So you personally are doing tax efficient things. And then hopefully at some point there's either a liquidity event where you sell that business for a large sum of money or a transition where you accumulated wealth. And so that's where things like asset protection, trust and estate planning, comprehensive and really sophisticated asset management come into play to kind of protect and grow that wealth over time. I love that. And I'm glad that you broke that down. I understand a lot of what you guys do. I just wanted to ask that question for anyone who doesn't necessarily know all the services you guys can provide for them. And for a lot of the people that are listening, if you're not sure why that would be so necessary, I'm going to make, I'm going to give you a very basic, very easy, quick reason. If you're a business owner, the goal is to pay yourself before you pay the government in taxes, right? So with what these guys do, they'll take all of your income, all of the money you're making from the business, this and that, and they will help you to put that money and invest it back into your business or back into yourself before it all gets taxed, essentially. So that's just my take on the very simple why (laughs) of it. But just for anyone who's really confused on the topic, that's really what I would, I don't know, do you agree? In a grand scheme, it's it's really just to keep 
growing your own portfolio versus just taking all your profits and then sending them off to be taxed. Yes. What we like to say is it's not what you make, it's what you keep. So exactly. like any business or any journey, this applies to fitness, um, this applies to a spiritual walk, but a large part of it is the day-to-day disciplines, the deposits, the penny in the bank, so to speak, yep. that are going to slowly build you up over time. You're not going to go to sleep tonight and wake up, wake up wealthy tomorrow, just like you're not going to go to sleep tonight and wake up really fit tomorrow. It's a little bit each day over time. And part of that from an investment perspective is making sure that you're strategically doing the right things from uh, an investment, a behavioral, Mm -hmm. an organization, and a tax perspective that's going to create, accumulate, grow, and protect that wealth over time. That makes sense. I have a question too. So I talk a lot about resources for the community. And I know I'm sure you've heard of the SCORE program, like SCORE mentorship, things like that. Have you heard I've of actually it? not heard of that one. Okay, well, that's okay. So it's called SCORE, uh, SCORE.org. And so on one of my other episodes, I had Charlinda Scales on, and she's the CEO of Mud Sauce. And we talked a lot about I this. I met her at Mick. Did you? Yeah, yeah. She was there. Yeah. I know. See, it's like such a small community once you just start participating. Basically, everybody knows everybody. It's great. And so she actually went through the score program when her product took off. She had this sauce and it just started getting popular. So she built it up. And the score program is free to veterans. And they literally will give you mentorship in your area uh, of people who've been through the trenches and what you're doing in whatever market or field you're in yada yada and they'll just help you so my question would be say is there any sort of restrictions for people to come and and have you guys help them out with their portfolio if say they're already part of something like that like some other affiliate program that's helping their business or helping them grow or it just depends no not at all i mean we're we're more than happy to have a conversation to help folks out i'm all about having a call and giving free advice as much as i possibly can just to help people out uh we have a newsletter that we send out called the financial operating base or the FOB, which oh, is nice. a financial newsletter focused on the, the veteran community so there's nothing that would preclude us working with someone in the school pro- program at all so okay give me a call Let, let's talk i'm happy to help anybody any way that i can and they don't have there's to be in atlanta either right fantastic otherwise how can i help <laughs> they don't have to be in atlanta either because you guys are basically like just tech based so they can Right? Or do they... That's correct. Okay. No, no, no need to be in Atlanta or Georgia. Um, we have both clients and just people that we help out and talk to all over the country. Okay, cool. I'm excited. I, I'm I'm really into this stuff. I've um, basically just been on a very severe mission to be financially independent and just to not have this 9 to 5 holding me back from making my show better and... and getting to trade Forex more and just different things that I wanted to do, spend time with my son. I'm very, I'm very much on a mission to be financially free in a sense. And so I've been reading a lot. I've been doing a lot of research on what successful people have to do to become who they are and to, to get to where they are financially. And so the things that you guys do, I've re- I've come to realize over the last three, four years that what you guys do is, is almost essential for anyone's business success and quite honestly for their personal success as well especially when it comes to finances everybody 
gets in this tendency of focusing on that one income from their from their career, which isn't bad, but I just don't trust that enough. Uh, I know we've had, you know, a lot of people have had social security and retirement for as long as most of us have ever known, but I still don't trust that. I just don't. I, I want to have some sort of well-rounded plan where you know, all of my money is in multiple different things so that if one or two of those things goes down the dumps or crashes, I, I'm still going to be able to wake up and eat and, you know, do what I got to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's diversification. And ultimately I want everyone listening to have a standard higher than the safety net that is social security that may or may not be there in 20, 30, 40 or 50 mm-hmm. years. That's what I so. think. Yeah. <laughs> I want to push people to to that awareness, that level of, okay, what's my plan? What's my backup plan? Even, um, you know, and then it's not just like the housing market crashing that I'm talking about. I'm, I'm really talking about, I don't have a lot of personal faith in the social security system at all anymore. I think it's going to fail in our lifetime. I, that's my opinion. I, I don't want to put that yeah. out there too much, but just be careful folks. Like if you only have one form of income every month coming in, just really focus on how you can dive, like you said, diversify your funds, your, your assets, your money. And ultimately what I want for people is their finances and their wealth to be a resource to support their life and what they want to accomplish and not a constraint on their life. Yeah. Which, you know, it, if you're having financial difficulties, that feels like a constraint. And so working to build yourself either out of that challenge or build up into, you know, whatever prosperity allows you to have that freedom that you're describing, it's about that that finance being a resource and not a constraint. Absolutely. I love it. I'm excited that we had this conversation because actually you're you're really one of the first people I brought on that we got to talk anything about money about. And we really only just touched like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to money and finances and things. Uh, but I also really want to stress that the mission you're on, uh, just in general, you know, this pursuit of service podcast, the, the things you've done in school to know and to be educated in what you're doing now, the, the military background you have, not only... Did you just serve the military, which is already a great feat? Like you, you have a very impressive military background. So I can't thank you enough for everything you've done and just also for coming on the show. I want to kind of let you just say what you want about anything. I mean, you can talk about your podcast or anything before we get off of here, but I kind of want to just give you the opportunity to bring up anything that we might have missed or you want to get out there to the world. I know this community is going to tighten up quick around these shows. So I, I can't wait to just connect more and more and more. But I'll leave the floor to you, Jeff. Well, thanks for having me. It's been great and, and a lot of fun. And I hope to uh, continue to work together and collaborate in the future. In closing, I think I would just kind of highlight and reiterate what we talked about in terms of the, the value of community and serving that community. Mm-hmm. Get involved. Find people that are like-minded. Find you know veterans that have that, that similar background because there's – Times in any walk of life, whether it's personal or in your business, because starting a business is tough, that can be very isolating. So find folks around you because then you're not alone. There are people that can relate to you that you can lean on and most importantly, help each other. Because whether it's starting a podcast or starting a business, you're going to need help from other people. And so what I want to say is I'm there to help, whether it's give me a shout and let's kind of shoot the breeze a little bit. 
or uh, to kind of help you with, with your business or your finances or however, you know, I can be there to help. But find that community, get involved, and that's what I'm trying to do both personally and uh, my partners and I at Nova Point. I love it. I, I appreciate you coming on. I really do. I love that you stressed for people to just reach out, get a hold of somebody. I get, I get really aggravated when people will tell me, oh, nobody, nobody cares. Nobody's trying to talk to me. Nobody messages me. Listen, everybody has their own life to live. It's up to you. I, I'm here to help. Jeff's here to help. But if we don't know you need that help, we're never going to be able to provide it. So reach out. Be bold. Be brave. The community's here. We're going to be thriving. We are thriving. We're going to pick everybody up that is a part of our community and, and bring them along. We just, you got to give it a little effort on your end. So reach out and just keep listening to these podcasts. Listen to Jeff's podcast. Make sure you guys go to, let's see, Jeff, it was www.pursuitofservice.com, correct? That's correct. And, and the uh, firm website is novapointcapital.com. Okay. And then also we can find Pursuit of progress on itunes pursuit of service yeah i'm sorry for pursuit of service <laughs> okay. on uh, itunes or spotify or however you listen to uh podcast anchor um and it'll be on there cool we'll make sure we put all the links down too on our episodes so i want to just thank you again jeff it's been a pleasure this has been a great episode for everybody else listening this has been another wonderful episode of the veteran growth podcast episode nine is in the books stay tuned for more and we will see you soon.